trial three, take two in five, four, three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Blockbuster Podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be doing an introduction. We've already recorded a couple of these, but they've either been awkward or a little cringy, and we want something a little cleaner cut for our audience. So yeah, for intro. we're giving another another go. We're both big on improvisation, but it's we feel like we're perfectionists on the you know introduction. And we stray a lot, and we're going to stray a lot when we go into the movies we talk about. But especially with the introduction, we want to have something a little more streamlined. So. I'm going to start with an introduction of myself. Um, I'm a film buff. I collect film memorabilia, and I'm also big into toys. I'm a major nerd, and I don't really try to hide that. No. What about you, Aaron? Um, I'm a nerd as well. I, I, I like to use the term Trekkie because I, I anything Star Trek is is my thing. Um I'm also a nerd as well, you know, comic books. I collect toys as well. Not nearly to your level, you know, but I do collect them. Um, I've, I've gotten back into action figure collecting recently, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I grew up with a toy dealer parents. So did I. You know. Right. So you and I both could be a toy appraisers if we want to. Yeah. You're a little, you're, you're like above me by like a, 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 like a hair on your knowledge and ability to track something down to figure out its worth. But well, we, my parents collected different things. Same thing here. Yeah. My dad was big in uh, promos, models, anything car related, anything on wheels. My dad was like the NASCAR collectible, yeah. also um, older toys and antique toys as well. Uh, Mark's toys, um, you know, Power Rangers, we had all those. God, um, I love the Power Rangers. I remember toys. waiting at, in the bitter cold at 4 a.m. in the morning, waiting for Target to open so I we could s- get the Power Ranger toys. I still have a bunch of them in the package. The Green Ranger, White Ranger, all those with the Zords. I wish I still had them. I've lost some stuff over I the years. I had to pay to get them back. And I get it. I'm trying to restore some of my collection, too. And, oh, good Lord. Paying from the nostalgia, <laughs> yeah. Paying from nostalgia is not cheap, especially if you're a millennial. Yes. So, now that we've given a little introduction about ourselves, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about our movie experiences. And Aaron's going to start off with uh, talking about his favorite film. My favorite film, and I'm going to have to go with uh, putting two in one here, is. My two favorites, and I, I have to put it as two, is because these they, they, they're both equally amazing to me. And that is The Godfather um, and also Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And you like you consider Star, uh, Godfather and Godfather II like one whole film? Yes, because they're both based upon the book, but they had to be split because no one wants to spend seven hours watching one movie. Not, at least not at that time. So I know those two are, like, your favorite movies. Of all time, yes. Yeah. We've talked about this many times. More than anybody else probably ever has, like, I'm going to assume. Probably. Yes. I'm assuming. Probably more than Francis Ford Coppola. He's just worried about his wine now. Yeah, that's all I hear. Francis Coppola wine. Shout out to a Detroit man. Anyway. So, one of my... I, I have several favorite movies, but the movie I often cite is, like, a perfect movie is Superman the movie. And I... I, have, I agree. I have times it's not necessarily my favorite, 
but I think it's a perfect movie because it has like elements of everything that somebody can get enjoyment from. What has, makes a perfect movie for you? For me, it's if you have drama, if you have comedy, if you have romance, action, just a little pepper of everything. And Superman the movie has it all, and it's all done perfectly. The comedy works. The drama works. The romance works. The thing I like about Godfather is, um, and what makes it a perfect movie to me, is I notice something new every time I watch it. And I've probably watched Godfather 1 and 2 at least, and I'm not exaggerating this, 20 to 30 times each. I believe it. <laughs> um, I've sat down and watched 1 through 3 in one sitting. So that tells you anything. And to this day, I still notice something new every time I watch it. Same with Star Trek Wrath of Khan. You notice the something just just you didn't notice before, like in the background. Oh, yeah. or, you know, it, it, oh, moments. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about some of our favorite movies. And I think it's only fair to talk about some of our least favorite movie-going experiences. All right. And I know you have one in particular. Oh, do I ever. Uh, my least favorite movie, and it was just a, a horrible movie-going experience for me, was the original Cloverfield. Um, I remember when I went to see Transformers, that the Cloverfield trailer was in there, and it was the that was like the quintessential teaser. Well, if I remember correctly, you were sure it was Voltron. I went on some bad internet information. <laughs> We're going to move forward from that. <laughs> but the teaser trailer just basically had something crash in a party, and like an asteroid or something, and then it was like... The head of the it, statue. Yeah, it had the date of release, and then you were like, wait, what the hell just happened? But And I had bad internet information at the time. It was 2007. But if I remember correctly, and I, I may be wrong, but the main reason you didn't like it was the shaky cam. I hate. Filmmaking. I don't like the shaky cam. I do not either. I didn't. I didn't. I like Cloverfield. I do not like that style of filmmaking. Though. Yes, I don't like the that that particular style. And that's not to say that it's awful. I mean, a lot of people like that that found footage style. Yeah. Like, even watching it on a small screen, I get a headache. But it did not. I I didn't hate Cloverfield over that. But I know. I totally understand why people may not like that. My biggest critique when it comes to cinematography is that keeping the camera still. But for that movie, there was some justification for doing the shaky cam. I mean, shaky cam was done in other things like Battlestar Galactica, the the 2006 series, and you know as well as I do that I, I love that series, but the fucking cam, sometimes I would just be like, you know, I would pause it and be like, ah! <laughs> With the shakiness. <laughs> They needed a filmmaker with some more steady hands. They just needed to put a, that camera on a stand and quit having a liquid lunch when they were filming it. So, I think one of my least favorite movie memories was the movie on, uh, I think it was called I Know Who Killed Me. Wasn't that a Lindsay Lohan film? Yes. And uh, I went into that and I, I didn't know, like, I at the time, I don't think they had a the critics' reviews that can't come out. And right. I was willing to give Lindsay Lohan a chance. Yeah, that's when Lindsay some, Lohan was, like, big. She's done some decent things. Georgia Rule. So, I was like... 
But she, that was at the time she was going through a lot. Yes, she was going, yeah. We we, we care about you, Lindsay, and we want the best for you. So I I was kind of hopeful that, like, this movie would rebound her career a little bit, but it it just... It did the opposite. It did not. What year did that come out? Can you, like, around, can you recall? I think it was, like, 15 years ago. So we're going to say around 2006? I think so, something around that. Because I vaguely remember maybe watching it on, like, that, one of those... uh, like chiller, I think the channel was called. It was just messy it, in the background. I just yeah. remember not getting much out of it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Ghost in the Machine bad, but it was. I haven't seen Ghost in the Machine. Don't bother. So, let's go on a little more positive note now. Who's huh. one of your favorite actors? Uh, I I love Michael Keaton. For a variety of reasons, I mean, he. I, I got into Batman when I was a young kid, and I, that's I. I would watch the Batman film with Michael Keaton, basically till I wore out the tape. <laughs> I hope he comes back for the Flash. I do too. It would be nice, even for just a cameo. Yeah, I don't care if it. But that was like the first time someone was cast in a role that got controversy pre-internet. I mean, internet was around, but it wasn't the internet then, and it was like there's old copies of like. Uh, what uh, what is it? Uh, petitions to not cast Michael Keaton. Because he was Mr. Batman. Mom. He was Mr. Mom. He was in that movie Night Shift with Henry Winkler. Yeah, those. Uh, he was a comedian, and he still is. And this was like his first quasi-serious role. And it was like the first time Batman was in on the big screen in a, a serious and not campy nature. I think one of my favorite actors, personally, is. Johnny Depp, and he's going through a lot. Amazing I, choice. And uh, I, I don't know what his personal life is like at the moment. I we weren't there. Yeah, I can't say one way or another. It's, Johnny, we love you, but I'm just going by his work alone, and I think he's one of the most brilliant actors. Just from his what from, is your favorite Johnny Depp film? See, I think. My favorite Johnny Depp film is... It's a tie between Pirates and Ed Wood, but I think my favorite performance is Ed Wood. Ed Wood was brilliant, and we're going to do a, a probably a very long episode on Ed Wood dissecting it completely. But he was also brilliant in Pirates, because I know oh, he's... yes, the flamboyancy, the just the... the he, he is Jack freaking Sparrow. And okay. I know people are, like, he's, are a little tired of it because he's been Jack Sparrow in what, like five movies now? Yeah, and the last two were pretty bad. But you have to remember, the first time he he almost got fired from that role, because the Disney executives saw it at the dailies, and they're like, what the hell is he doing? They didn't like the flamboyant, no. the, the, the very they animated. They a more traditional leading man. They wanted like a serious pirate? Yes, and they got Johnny Depp. It worked. But it worked for that movie. You couldn't... It wouldn't have been successful if it wasn't for Jack Sparrow. I'm going to play on your favorite a little bit here, um, off off topic and, well, on point, though, is I like Johnny Depp, too, and two of my favorite films with him is is Ed Wood, which we both agree is more of his more obscure ones, and I'm going to throw a le- I'm going to throw you a curveball here. I loved his performance in Donnie Brasco. Donnie, I haven't seen that in a while, but I know he was good. Even his 
early work in uh, what was it, a Nightmare on Elm Street? He was good in that. Yes, he was. He played a teenager, didn't he? <laughs> he did play a teenager. He was age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my first experience though with Depp was probably Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, he was, and that was a good movie. Now play off on mine a little bit. What 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 Michael Keaton films stand out to you? See, uh, I like Michael Keaton a lot. I think Batman probably stands out the best. Agreed. Beetlejuice is a close second. Oh, brilliant! Beetlejuice is a classic. Um, but. I like the founder. He's done some work. Later. I was hoping I was like, you would mention founder. I was like, I'm sitting here like trying to like uh, ESP hope, here, yeah. put it in your brain, like say founder, my brother. <laughs> and he was very good in that movie, but that movie he 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 basically showed us how big of an asshole Ray Kroc was. I also liked him in the trial of the Chicago Seven that just came out. I have to he watch that. He didn't have a huge role, but he had a a meaty role. Um, his role in Birdman, I know, was critically acclaimed, and it was an Oscar stealer. But it, to me, I, I, it was okay. He was good in that. Yeah, like, he was he, good. It he was excellent. He was excellent, but his his the environment around him didn't quite mesh with it. Well, it was an interesting film. It's not one of my favorites. We've talked about this, and I like the filmmaking style they went with. Yeah, I do too. But it's also distracting. Too at the it same varied. time, because having like one long shot throughout mm. works sometimes, and it works well in some things. But I think the film it worked best in, like the whole movie felt like it was nineteen seventeen, because the way they shot it was supposed to feel like one long shot. Yeah, and it didn't really seem that way, even though, and it wasn't filmed all in one shot, obviously. But they wanted to give the illusion of that, and I think it worked one of the best uses of it that style. I'll have to watch that film. Is it's, it... it's good. Okay. I'm going to have to put that on my notes right now to watch. Um, but back on to, you, you're really, one of your favorite actors is Depp. Yes. And we both agree. He's, he's marvelous. And same with Keaton. He's chef's kiss. Yes. Keaton can, has shown his range over the last 30 years. Okay, and as far as an introduction, I think the last question or topic we'll get into is, Aaron, what was one of your first film-going experiences, or film you remember seeing in the theaters? I don't know which one happened first, and like everything else, there's two on my, you know, list for every top, but... The first ones I remember, and I don't remember which one I watched first, I'd have to figure out which one came out first, was Land Before Time and RoboCop. I don't know which, I just really remember seeing those. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't both films set in Detroit? Uh, Land Before Time may be set in Detroit around the era 40 B.C. Or not B.C., uh, actually Before Time. The Land Before Time. Holy crap, I just realized that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a... No, joking aside, though, like, I mentioned Michigan and Detroit because we're both from Michigan. Yeah, and we live relatively close to Detroit. We live in the metro area. And so RoboCop has kind of a special connection to um, us. They're about ready. They, they built the statue to RoboCop. They just don't know where to put it. I think they should put They can it, bring it over here. I think they should put it right right by Joe Lewis's fist. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I think it, it would be a great spot. Or for bring it. it over here. Or by the Spirit of Detroit. 
We're bringing over here. We'll take you. I'll put it in my apartment. My exactly. wife, my wife will love it. Exactly. <laughs> we can take turns. They can go. All right. To my house sometimes. Load it in the think. back of my Kia and. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine driving behind that? Is that freaking RoboCop in the back? Well, that's like when I bought the Master Chief display from Meyer, and I had it in the pickup bed of my pickup, driving it home in the middle of the night. Do you have Master Chief? I had it. I no, s- I, I sold it. Oh, yeah. It was the Master Chief promo for Halo Two. Yeah. I bought it from Meyer for three hundred fifty, and I sold it online for two grand. Mm. One of my better my better flips. Yeah, some of that can go for a decent amount. Yeah. So, one of the first films I remember seeing in theaters um, was Star Trek Generations. One of my favorite films, too. Yeah, I and I'm a Trekkie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't a big Trek fan at the time, because my dad was. So that's part of the reason we went to see it. Okay. That's what, is that what kind of introduced you it? Kinda it kind of introduced me to okay. Star Trek. It it's not exactly the thing that nudged me into loving Star Trek. It was actually my dad showing me some episodes of the original series. Okay. And I was like, this is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, me, I remember being like three or four late 80s and just watching it with my dad. Um, I'm one of those people that can remember things from when they were little, mm-hmm. like before a lot of other people. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just is. I mean, I have a lot of memories and... I do remember watching it with my dad when I was little and loving it. I, I always, as a kid, I always loved Worf. Worf. I don't know why. It's what kind of drew me in. I'm like, what's up? I with think I liked. I was Riker. like, what's with his head? I think Riker <laughs> was my favorite, even though Riker, like as I grew up, is kind of like he's not the best guy. I always thought he was kind of a dick. That's what I'm saying. And when I was a was. kid, I'm like, what an ass. But I. But I, then, I, I, like as I grew up, I loved him. I, I in a way, I'm the opposite journey. I kind of loved him as a kid. And then I was like, he's kind of a dick. Can we point out how he sits in a chair, puts the leg right over the back of it? Can we point out the Picard tuck? We can. Every time Picard sits down, he tucks his uniform. That's why they shouldn't have gone with onesies. (laughs) Well, I think that's a good introduction to both me and Aaron. And stay tuned, because we're going to dissect several movies. Um, We may do other topics, such as toys. This is going to be a nice, um, eclectic series, I feel. The first group of our episodes are most likely going to focus exclusively on movies, but we do plan to go into other subjects as well, even if they're, like, special episodes or whatever. Yeah, um, stay tuned for our Strange Wilderness. That's one of the ones we both were very giddy on producing, I'm not sure if that will be our first episode. No, no, we're, no, absolutely not. We're still deciding. Some of them are are uh, already in the can, so to speak, but... Just need a little final buffing. Yeah, or editing. We might even re-record some of them. In the next two few days before that you even hear this, we're going to figure out what platform to finally release to. It's, and uh, once we do, stay tuned for more. Maybe we'll even come up with merchandise if we get big enough. Maybe. Let's walk before we run. <laughs> my, my name on a, or face on a t-shirt. Be like the Andre the Giant t-shirts. Those were amazing. I know. But anyways, well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Next Level Blockbuster podcast, and take care. Same cat time, same cat channel. <laughs>